a lot of people, when they say, what do you do? 30 minutes later, they're still talking about their company. <laughs> That's going to put people to sleep. Don't do that, please. Just think of three ways to describe what you do. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Liz H. Kelly of Goody PR. Liz, it's great to have you on the show. Well, thank you for having me here. I'm so excited. Yes, I'm excited as well, too. And you're doing so many awesome things. So what I want to do is just read a little bit more about what Liz is doing so you can hear about some of those awesome things that she's accomplished. And Liz is the Goody PR founder, award-winning author of 8 Second PR, and podcast host of 8 Second Branding with 15 plus years of experience promoting authors and brands with a wow story who are making a positive impact. She loves connecting her client stories to current headlines and finding a story that moves audiences. As a published author, Kelly has over 500 media interviews, TV, radio, print, and syndication over five years for her first book about dating, Smart Man Hunting, and her work and books have been featured on CNN, Lifetime, USA Today, the Chicago Tribune, Thrive Global, KTLA, KNBC News, KABC News, BBC Radio, ESPN Radio, NPR, and thousands of media outlets. Liz also teaches digital marketing at UCLA Extension and is an autism advocate. Liz, thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy schedule and all the things you're juggling. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I, I am totally ready. I am totally embarrassed now after you read that bio. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I think I'm blushing. Yes, I think many people that are listening are probably wishing that they were as embarrassed as they could be as you are at accomplishing all the awesome things and, and things that you're juggling. So um, I, I guess kind of to kick everything off, I wanted to hear how you got started, what I like to call your CEO story. Uh, absolutely. And I think this is really important because I got started in PR in full-time in 2008 after I got laid off from MySpace. But the backstory is in 2002, I did write the uh, dating book, Smart Man Hunting, and it, it was hard. I, I had no idea how to write a good book, how to get a literary agent, how to get a publicist, how to get a publisher. And so I went through all those experiences and invested a lot of time and a lot of money going to book marketing seminars. And then when, you know, fast forward to 2008, I get laid off from MySpace. I say, I want to do this for other people. I don't want to do this for me anymore. So I started Goody PR and then I wrote my own book, Eight Second PR, which we'll talk about more later because I didn't want to focus on dating anymore. I wanted to focus on PR. <laughs> so that's kind of the story and there's more to it, but that's the cliff notes. Yeah, there we go. That's the cliffhanger to keep us going. But I, I, I love, you know, kind of hearing, obviously I'm sorry to hear about, you know, being laid off from MySpace, but it seems like it propelled you into um, some opportunities that maybe wouldn't have existed if you had stayed at, you know, MySpace or whatever MySpace ended up becoming. Uh, absolutely. I mean, it, it was a learning experience and I will tell you and the listeners, because I think this is really important, when you start your own business, it's scary, right? So 
And I had no portfolio. The only portfolio I had was me talking about my dating book. So I literally worked for one year for free, just getting clients so that I could say, well, I worked with these people. And I actually worked with a Rich Dad Hawaii. Robert Kiyosaki was franchising at the time, and they had a group called Rich Dad Hawaii. And I had to go to Hawaii. That was really painful. And uh, I, I ended up getting them on every TV station in Hawaii. The corporate headquarters started saying, who is this person that did this? And then I got hired to work on Kim Kiyosaki's Rich Woman campaign. It was her first financial education campaign in Hawaii. And for that campaign, I got paid expenses. So the first one, I was paying for my trips back and forth to Hawaii. The second campaign, I actually got paid for my expenses. And then eventually, somebody from that committee hired me and paid me a monthly retainer. So that whole process took about a year. So if you're about to jump into a new business, just realize it, it takes a lot of time, patience, and perseverance. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that. And so I, I wanted to drill down a little bit more um, to hear a little bit more on how you work with your clients, how you serve them with good EPR, and also want to hear about your podcast, your book, and all the awesome things that you're working on as well, too. Absolutely. Well, we work on a monthly retainer with our peer clients, and they're mostly small business CEOs, authors, founders. Uh, it's, it's not so much the big corporations, although we've worked with a couple of them too. But we really have a personalized VIP service. We only take on five clients at a time. If you go to any big PR agency in New York, they're going to have 20 clients and you're going to get lost. So I am always brainstorming. That should be a t-shirt. Always brainstorming for my clients. What's a new media hook? What's a new way to present their story uh, to the media? We work with a addiction center called Warrior's Heart, Warriors with an S. So we work very carefully with them on getting things in leadership. Then we've also done TV in the past year where they actually had a documentary done about them. And so we got them about five TV interviews in different cities. You know, I work with them. We have a, a monthly strategy meeting. We do press releases. We do pitches. And then we do interviews. And that's really what's called earned media. Earned media is somebody else is vouching for you and saying you're great. And earned media is worth three times the value of paid media. So I think that's that's the big picture with Goody PR with the podcast. It's like a branding that comes from the fact that the average attention span of an adult is eight seconds. So we actually our attention span is actually less than a goldfish because a goldfish's attention span is nine seconds and we're eight seconds. So it's really hard to get people's attention. So what I focus on is how to be clear, concise and compelling how to emotionally connect with the audience. So in both, we give tips on how to do this and, and different specific topics. And the book, Eight Second PR, was created so that if you can't afford to hire a PR or marketing agency, here's a book where you can do the how-to and it's, it's $19 versus a, a big retainer fee. And we were really excited because we had a, a book testimonial that we've now published on YouTube from a small business owner who was in that exact scenario. Uh, she said to me, Liz, I cannot afford to hire you. What should I do? I said, read my book. 
she read the book. She she showed it to me. She's got sticky notes all over it, highlighting. And, and she actually got a feature story on Fox 11 Los Angeles. So I, I was just blown away. I was like, this is exactly why I wrote Eight Second PR to empower other people to do what we do. And yes, you need a lot of gumption. You need resilience. You're going to get told no. I get told no all the time, but you just keep going back and you keep uh, pitching different angles until you get that yes. And until that, you know, magic connection happens with a reporter. Yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate you sharing that. Would you consider that to be what I like to call your secret sauce? And it could be for the business, um, yourself or a combination of both. But is it that resilience, that desire to kind of see, I think, um, you know, really great stories come to fruition? Do you think that really sets you apart and makes you unique? I think resilience is definitely key. One of my clients says you're also really good about follow up. We haven't really talked about that. But but that's part of the resilience is you have to keep following up. The story that I was talking about that was in Real Leaders, I have been calling that reporter for one month. And so finally, I, I emailed him yesterday on a Sunday, and he wrote me back and said, I have published the story today. So he published the story on a Sunday, which you would not expect, but it was that resilience and that follow-up. Now, I, I want to add one other thing, though, that I think is really important with the secret sauce. And part of my secret sauce is coming up with this wow story. And the wow story is what makes you unique. And it's also what emotionally connects with the reporter. And a lot of people can't see that because they just want to talk about their cool company, their cool book, or their cool product. But the wow story is about how you are going to help other people and how can you impact others through your tips or your advice so that you can make their life better. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that. I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit and I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. And this might be something from your book or something you might tell somebody that um, it's something a little bit more tangible, like an app, a book or a habit that you have. But what, what would be your CEO hack? You must do public relations. You can't just do paid ads because of the value being three times more valuable. And when you do PR, you can do it yourself. You can do it with an agency. But you have to think about what is your media hook? I think that's a that's a term that I would like to share. And a media hook is something unique and something uh, different about you that can actually work for whoever you are pitching. So let me give you an example. I have a, a client who wrote leadership books and he wrote something about hiring. And it said in the book that you should hire based on behaviors, versus a resume. So that is a unique media hook, hire based on behaviors versus a resume. And then you make it relevant by you tie it to the great resignation trend that is going on right now. So I sent that pitch to Fast Company. It took them two months to get back to me. Then they interviewed the client and then it took another month to get the story published. But that's a great example of a unique media hook, how to pitch it to the media and tie it to something timely that's in the headlines, and then be patient and persistent to make it happen. Then you want to use sixth grade vocabulary when you're talking to the media, because that is the average reading level for newspapers. 
And that's the vocabulary you want to use on TV or radio or a podcast. So keep it simple. And one thing to add to that that can help with keeping it simple and keeping it focused is use what I call our emphasis statements. And an emphasis statement is talking in threes or emphasizing a key thing. So for example, you want to say the most important thing to remember is to use emphasis statements or the top three reasons you want to use emphasis statements are to be clear, concise, and compelling. It will make your interviews so much better and so much more impactful so people remember you and then they go check out your website and you get, like my other reader got, $10,000 in product sales. You can use these emphasis statements with everything you do in an interview, in a column, in a radio uh, broadcast, but also when you're talking to people and they say, what do you do? A lot of people, when they say, what do you do? 30 minutes later, they're still talking about their company. <laughs> That's going to put people to sleep. Don't do that, please. Just think of three ways to describe what you do. Absolutely. Keep it simple. I absolutely love that. So I appreciate that um, nugget. So I wanted to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So Liz, what does being a CEO mean to you? Mm, great question. I think the definition of being a CEO is you you really have to have courage, you have to have resilience and, and no fear and no fear because you will fail. You will fail forward if you have a no fear attitude. So every time you fail, just just pick yourself back up and say, okay, what can I learn from this? And, and let's keep going. And, and that's the hardest thing because a lot of small businesses do fail and they do close but you want to be always brainstorming. What's a new solution? What's a new way to expand your business? Hire a good team, come out with new products and services so you can make money while you sleep. And, and, and you know, don't be afraid to fail. It's, it's okay. You can do it. Truly appreciate that. Um, of course, I appreciate your time even more. So what, what I want to do now is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people can get a hold of you, get a copy of your books, listen to your podcast, find out about all the awesome things you and team are working on. Well, thank you so much for having me. I love this podcast. I am CEO podcast. I've been listening to it for a long time. And uh, there's so many great messages here. I think the, the message I would leave people with is, you know, it, with the year, think about writing a book because a book is like a credibility business card. It will up your game by so much. And the media wants to interview people who are an author. So if you can't write it yourself because you're too busy or you just, it's not your thing, then think about hiring a ghostwriter because that book is, is your, it's like your PhD. When I wrote my dating book, somebody told me it was like getting an instant PhD. And when you write that book, take time to make sure it's a high quality book. And there are lots of tips that we will have on our eight second branding podcast about that. You can find out how to promote it and, and build your wow story in our eight second PR book, second edition, get the yellow copy. And, and if there's anything else you need from us, just go to goody, goody with a Y, goodypr.com. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, my mother calls me Pollyanna sometimes because I'm so positive, <laughs> but I do have my down moments. So anyway, I, I'm trying to be a cheerleader here at, at 
right? Because I want you to be successful. Yes, I, I truly appreciate that. And uh, we will definitely have the links and information in the show notes and who doesn't need a cheerleader. Um, there are, you know, everything's not always sunshine and rainbows, uh, especially the entrepreneurial journey is definitely a roller coaster ride. So I, I love that you have that positivity. You can lean into that and help out so many people and be able to kind of see sometimes their genius, their light that they can shine to kind of help out so many people. So thank you so much for doing that for us today. And of course, doing that in so many different ways. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.